0: God knew me before he placed me in my mother's womb. And God says, I do have a plan for you. It's a good plan. But from that day on, the enemy is like, we've got to mess this plan up. We've got to ruin God's plan for this person that they do not fulfill nor touch the lives that God has planned for them to touch the lives. And so every one of you, now listen, this shouldn't scare you, but... You should wake up to the fact and you should realize that you are on the enemy's hit list. You are, no matter how young you are or how old you are, you are on the enemy's hit list. And you don't have to fear because God has given you the victory all through this word, the word of Almighty God. And I, I listened to a word of God a number of weeks ago. And I mean, it's, it almost made me fall off my lawnmower while I was cutting the grass because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is the day and age that we live in. And I thought, I have got to uh, wrap this message in my own words for the people of New Hope. I have got to show them and warn them. So this is where we are. <clears throat> Glory. Are you ready? Okay, let's just go before the Lord. Father, we come to you now in the name of the Lord Jesus and God. We know... We have an adversary, Lord. We know that the Bible tells us he is more subtle, more crafty, a sneak, Lord. He, he slides under the radar to ruin our lives, God. But we pray that through the word of God, Lord, that you would expose him today in our lives, Lord, in our individual lives and, and as our families, Lord Jesus, and, and even as the church of America, Lord, I pray that you would anoint our eyes, Lord. For Lord, this is something we can't do in our own strength, in our our own ability, education falls way short, Lord God. This is a supernatural, this is a spiritual thing. And Lord, we need the anointing of Almighty God, even right now. This this moment, Lord, that we could see it in the Word of God. Not only see it, Lord, that You would anoint our ears, oh God, that we could hear. Lord, the Bible tells us that we have ears, but we hear not. And I pray that this day, Lord God, everybody... Lord God, that can hear my voice this morning. Lord, it was as if the Spirit of God is striking them deep in the innermost parts of their heart. And Lord, that they would be aware and they would learn much this morning. And know that the enemy has a trap set for them. Even now, he is baiting and setting his traps. And I pray, God, that your glorious light of the gospel will expose every one of them. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Now, how many of you are uh, have or seen or whatever uh, Star Wars? Star Wars. Cool. Okay, cool. I found a little 12-second clip. I'll probably run it twice. Some of you will probably remember it, maybe most of you will, and then we'll go from there as soon as Angie's ready with the clip and the lights and whatever. Just 12 seconds, so you gotta pay attention or you'll miss it. The title of my message is Luke, it's a trap! Okay. (laughs) You think Luke would get the message? It's a trap. But I don't think he did in that. Of course, he's the hero and everything works out fine, but Jesus is our hero and everything will work out fine. But I'm telling you, there is a trap. And today, every one of you are called Luke. Luke, it's a trap. Okay, so pay attention as we go into uh, the Word of God. Matthew 26, verse 31, our opening text. Please remember that theme. Luke, it's a trap. The enemy has a trap for you. Starting thir- 31, it says, "...then said Jesus unto them..." Now listen to this, "...all ye shall be offended." All. Okay, now we know Peter said, "...I would never..." But we know what happened to Peter. So let's not say, "...no, not me." Bible says, Jesus said unto them, All oh, you shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. Now we know what the, the, the story is and the essence of that time. The, the angry mob is coming with their torches after Jesus, and he's telling them, I'm telling you, listen up. And we know even those disciples back then, should have been praying for hearing ears because they didn't really hear what the Lord was saying, just like maybe some out there this morning aren't. But God is telling them, listen up! I'm I'm going to be smitten today. The shepherd's going to be smitten and all the sheep are going to take off running. And that's in the account where Peter said, no, we all run, I will not run. And we know what happened to Peter. So please do not put yourself in a position that I'll never do that. God even tells us, beware when you think you will not fall. Beware. Now, what stood out to me, what says, uh, I will smite the shepherd. That's our Lord. He is the main shepherd. He's the door. He's the Christ. He's the living one. He's the Messiah. And so the scripture tells us through the words of our Lord, when I smite the shepherd, the sheep of the flock shall scatter. Listen, you should know this. You and I are living in the day and age where our nation is striking or smiting the shepherd again. They are. You know that you just can't waltz into school with the Bible and proclaim the things of God. Some of you told by to my own ears, you work in places and businesses around this city that we live in, and you can walk in with a Christian shirt on, and they will tell you, please, do not wear that here. It's been told over and over, and this is the smiting of the shepherd. You can have all sorts of things going on in, in various parts, but when it comes to the Lord, you should have been here Sunday night. The message was awesome. And one of the parts that he was bringing out was he was talking about Franklin Graham was invited by the military to pray over them, bless the military. But because of his Christian stance and because of praying in the name of Jesus they decided to tell him, uh, no thank you. And that's what, that's the smiting of the shepherd. It's happening. We've known and it's been happening for years in Asia and Vietnam and Laos over there in those countries. We know in China and India, the name of Christ is despised and hated and you can be arrested and imprisoned and thrown in jail in China. It's coming. It's here. The flavor of the spirit is already here. You can see it and sense it. There'll be an out-and-out out tack again this year on Christmas. Christmas! Christmas! So it's among us, Christ, the shepherds being smitten again in our nation, and the sheep are going to go. Now listen, let's look at the results. The Scripture forewarns us that this will happen. Again, I'm going to read this verse 31, but look, I'm going to read it in the Amplified Amplified version. Some of you might have it. Most probably don't. But listen, it just adds other words for you to try to get a better feel. Then Jesus said to them, You will be offended and stumble and fall away because of Me this night, distrusting and deserting Me. That's what He was telling His people. That's what He was telling them this night. Christ is going to be smitten. This night... When the heat is on and your life's on the line, when I'm smitten in front of you, Jesus said, you will desert desert me. You will distrust my word. And it goes on and says, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. You and I are living in that day and age. You must listen this morning. It's conceivable and possible that your stand for Christ will cost you your job. It could happen. The pressure is on the mounting up, striking your Christ. You, 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 you're one of them. And Jesus warns us when that happens, when, when I am smitten in front of you, desertion and distrust will happen. Okay. Now let's look again. The word of God says in Mark chapter four, verse three, Jesus says this, hearken. Behold, there went out a sower to sow. That's what I'm doing this morning. Sowing the seed of the word of God. And it came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. Some fell on the stony ground, where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up, because it had no depth of the earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, because it had no root, it withered away. Jesus loved teaching in parables, and in stories. And this is another account about a sower. He's talking about the birds and the earth and the hard place. Now, maybe he looked at them and they're going, what? I don't know what, but he decides on down in verse 13, he starts to just kind of say it, say it like it is. And he gives a more clearer explanation. In verse 13, he said unto them, Know you not this parable? And how then will you know all parables? The sower soweth the word. He's making it real plain now. He's talking about a seed. Maybe they're thinking about farmer and they're thinking about wheat seed, this seed, corn seed. What's he... He just simply says, okay, listen up. What I'm talking about is sowing the Word. I'm sowing the Word. <clears throat> Verse 15, it says, And these are they by the wayside where the Word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately, even today, even now, even as I speak running around right now, attempting to grab the seed from you. And he taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. These are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and have no root in themselves, and so endure for a time afterward. It says, when affliction or persecution, the smiting... Arises for the word's sake immediately. They are offended. Now here's a big key. That word offended. Okay. I could go to Bruce. This is how we think the word offended. I can go to Bruce and say, Bruce, those are the dumbest looking shoes I've ever seen. He might be polite back, just walk away, but he could think, gee, that, that really, what did he say that for? That really offended me. Okay. Well, that's not what we're talking about. I know that's how King James said it, but the definition is way deeper. And a lot scarier. This definition that we're going to show you is what Jesus is saying all of us will be offended by Him. All of us will be tested. All of us are going to have this trap set. Luke, it's a trap! Being baited right now. I looked up many videos on trap. I was going to show you them. Oh man, they're cruel. They're just too cruel. You know, all these dudes might think, yeah, I don't care. But it's just... It's, see these traps set and some type of animal, whatever it is, from mouse, chipmunk, fox, deer. And I was like, bam! And this thing is its done. It's trapped. And I was going to show you even that because that is what the enemy is doing at this moment right now, trapping whatever it is, dangling, something, smiting of the shepherd, the situation too. And there you are, and you're trapped. And God's saying all of this is going to happen to all of us. And there it is. There it was. There it is. Offend. Listen, look how, look how dangerous. To cause a person to begin to distrust and desert one whom he ought to trust and obey. This word, it finds its root. It finds its root in that word, the trigger for the trap. That's where this root of this word is. There's a trap set for you. To cause you to start wondering about this Christ. Wondering about this Jesus that you've been trying to serve. They had Him coming back as the victorious commander. Deliverer to put down Rome. Then they see Him smitten and beaten and thrown in jail. And they're going, what is this? Is this the Christ? And it's a trap. Because we trust our eyes, what we see. And here, over the Word of God, we trust our feelings and what we sense over the solid Word of God. The enemy is setting a trap for you and I. Again, the Amplified Version says, you will all be offended, stumble, and fall away because of me this night. Means distrusting, deserting me. Look, look. I even want to say in myself now as I'm saying that, not me. No, sir. No, sir. Not me. That's what they were saying back then. That's what Peter was saying. When the heat comes on and the pressure and the spotlight and the the crosshairs are on you, we came. And that's what Peter said. I don't know him. I don't know him. And he rips out in these curse words to try to even confirm to them. See how filthy I'm talking. Did not the snake who is subtle... More than all beasts of the field, the enemy himself, say in Genesis 3. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord had made. And he said unto the woman, Hath God said, Eve, Eve, Hath God said, She's going. He's setting a trap for Eve. They walked with the Lord in the cool of the night in the garden. Her husband What a relationship that he had with the living God who expounded and told him about the things of God constantly all through the garden, night after night after night after night. And the enemy's there and he's going, we got to set a trap. We got to stop this. And he slithers up to Eve one night, one day. And he says, hath God Said. And if she went, you know, I don't know, trapped. And there she is, trapped. That's what that word means. Offended is the enemy's out to set a trap for you and for me. It's kind of weird how we are. We all hear the Word of God differently. We all do. That One song they could be singing, the person beside you would be just freaking out. You oh, know, this is God. And you're like, what? I mean, it's just weird how we are. Even our backgrounds and our nationalities, we just hear the Word of God sometimes from our own viewpoint instead of what it's saying. And it's dangerous. We grasp this gospel message, this unbelievable message, and, and it's somehow, unintentionally, we form it into our viewpoint and what we think it means instead of taking it for what it means, what God says it means. Mark 4.17 says this, and they have no root in themselves. And so they endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises. And it's gonna arise in you. Just itsy bitsy's a little bit now in America, but it's gonna come more and more and more. And that's when the offense is gonna come. That's when you're gonna go and man, really? Are you kidding me? My job! Matthew 24, 7 tells us this, for nation shall rise against nation. Kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilence, earthquakes, and diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrow. And they shall and then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and killed, and you shall be hated of all nations and namesake. And then shall be many be offended, and they shall betray one another, and shall hate one another, and many shall be offended. It's so crazy in our nation now. I remember uh when on President Bush's big day of being inaugurated before was, someone prayed, and they were praying in the name of Jesus. And I was going, does anybody hear that? Did anybody hear that? He prayed in the name of Jesus. That's how far it's gone and fallen in our nation. That someone would have the guts to say the name of Jesus. Jesus is saying there's a time. And it's here. It's here. Many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many heres like, be key This is how it's going to be distributed throughout your lives. And many false prophets will arise. And I'd be willing to say, every one of you have been touched with a false prophet or two, whether you know it or not. Many in the last day will be offended. you got to remember what that word means. It means it's going to cause you to start looking at this person that you should never distrust and start to say, Hmm, I wonder. And the enemy's going, oh my gosh, oh my God, so close. And I I did that a couple years ago. We had Raccoon City, it seemed like, at our house, and throwing garbage all over the place. And one night I couldn't, had the trap set. I could see it from my window, and this coon was right by the trigger. And I had it baited and the chicken dangling. And he's going, and I'm going, Truth. True. And I would, that stupid thing, so I got my paintball gun. I didn't know what it would do, I don't care. I figured it would hurt and he'd never come back to that address is what I'm figuring. Cause he wasn't, he wasn't gonna take, so I was gonna help him. I missed, he ran away. And he, and he constantly came back. But he was so close to the trigger. You know how they have that trigger and all you gotta do is their weight steps and door's gone, gotcha. And he just, it was like too smart or something. He, but that's this hair trigger! Some of you are so close! To trip tripping it. And the false prophets are pushing you into it. It causes you to start to distrust someone you never did. One you ought to always trust and obey. And you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Christ and the Word of God. Jesus. The false prophet's job is to stir you in the direction of the trap. Sorry, Barb. You would never, ever go that way willingly. Circumstances situations being buffeted over, and you start to, is this what I've been doing and thinking all these, who I, and the false prophet is constantly, they're more unwilling to tell you about another Jesus and another gospel. And the trap is set, waiting. And the one video I saw was like 10 minutes long. I'm going, geez, I can't run a 10 minute long video. Well, they set this trap line. There was snow up the here. I don't know where they were. Maybe it was Canada or something and they would check their trap lines and they had wolverines and coyotes and wolves actually. And you saw them stuck there and soon later you heard BAM. That's all they did. They just went and shot them and, shot them. and then they got their trophy. And I thought, I started thinking, I wonder, oh my gosh, I wonder how many Christians are lined up in this trap line and the enemy's just going BAM, walking down. Oh, I got this one. Bam! Oh, this would have been a great... This is worth a lot. Because we are living in a day and age when the shepherd is smitten and the sheep are going, What? What's going on? Many will be offended. It's the false prophet's job is to move you into another viewpoint of Christ. Another idea. Another thought. Trusting your own reasoning. And this always happens. In the heat of the battle. When it looks like you're going under. In other words, the masses are going to say, Man, this is not the Jesus I signed up for. I was told that I'd be full of joy and happiness. I was told that I would prosper. I was told I would sing before thousands. I was told I'm the king's child. I'm going to rule and reign. And now everything's going crazy. Your government is anti christian your nation is becoming anti-Christian. You're thinking, oh my gosh, what's going on? I wonder what the news is going to say tomorrow. And then, ah, oh, you go somewhere else and all the false prophets are saying, there's no suffering in Jesus. There's no sickness, no hard times in Jesus. Bam, bam! What happened? And you're trapped. I'm telling you, you're trapped. You know, I thought of this too late. But we give to the martyrs for Christ. They sent us a magazine. We need 300 of them and pass them all out to you. And you see the ones that refuse to step in the trap. They are beaten. They are punched. They are killed. Pastors are killed leaving the wife and children. They just, and they would not denounce Christ all over everywhere. We've had military chaplains kicked out, thrown out, because they wanted to pray in the name of Jesus. Luke, it's a trap, and the enemy's looking for you to get you in this trap. They will begin to consider alternate Christs. They're all over the place. Alternate ones, those thoughts will start to enter your heart. Is it really God I've been following? Is this really true? If it's true, why does it bring so much difficulty? An ache. The false prophets are going to be teaching, well, you have sin in your life, or you don't have enough faith, or you're and all this time you're going, Well, man. I wonder if that's true. And you're walking right to the trap. <clears throat> Matthew 24 11 simply says, And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many, many. They set that trap for those animals. Every trap had a different type of animal on it. They could have been overpopulated. It could have been the thing they had to do, but it was just sad to see, sad to watch. Unemotional. Nothing just, bam. the other bam. And not, you know, I figured those animals would actually freak out. But they were so exhausted. They had been trapped so long. Some of them, they found, were already dead. And they were just there. They they just have no fight. They had hung their harps up. No worshiping. No singing, no praising God. Galatians tells us this: I marvel that you are turning away so soon from Him who have called you into the grace of God to a different gospel. That's the trap. A different. I'm talking about myself, even as I am in a position that's going to have the crosshairs on really fast, and a different gospel at a moment of weakness, at a moment of threat. I could be going, oh, could I have been wrong? What do I think? What about? Bam! The trap's set. They will tell you you should be rich. They tell you you don't have to suffer. All the various things that they say. Now listen, you become prey when things don't work out the way you think they ought to work out. If it was God's will that I would be brutally martyred for Christ, I would like to think, a lot. He was what? That can't be the will of God. Lots of martyrs' blood in our ground. You see, in the American mindset, it's always blessings and better and bigger and happier and richer and more prosperous. And what if God has called you to die for Him? I used to show those revivals that are happening throughout all the nation. I think probably on a Wednesday night that would break out, and it would be from pastors who would start to try to pray together and pray together and would never really work, and they couldn't get it to work, and it still didn't work, and ours is still not working. And the pastor that really was trying to get this to work the most was gunned down in front of his office in a pool of blood on the sidewalk. And then it worked. Revival took off like crazy. I started sweating bullets, figuring I was going to get a bull. I'm just a person like you. Trap. My thought was... I ain't doing this anymore. Forget that. Traps are being set. Now let's, we'll, we've got a little more time left. We're going to look at John the Baptist. Awesome guy and God. Awesome guy. John 1.29. Are you still with me? Okay, thank you. John 1.29. Look what it says. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. Now we blow right over that. But how many people saw him and never recognized that? How many masses he walked through, walked by. They tried to kill, wanted to throw rocks at. They never caught it. They never saw it. Here's John the Baptist going, oh my gosh. Behold, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. There was a calling, a special calling. It was on John's life. He saw it. He's functioning in the calling, in the plan for his life from God. John knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that this Jesus was the Christ. This was that special calling, remember? Uh, Who was his mother? Elizabeth couldn't get pregnant, barren, and God said, i got a plan. Here comes the child, and you shall call his name John. Luke one eleven says, And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. This is compared to John's father. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fell. Okay. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and the wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. Thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall turn back to the Lord their God because of John. And he shall go before him in the spirit of the power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready people prepared for the Lord. What a ministry, what a man, John. Walking in the power and the might of Elias. Saying, prepare ye the way of the Lord. He's coming. John said this about himself in John 1.23. He knew about his calling. He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. But Satan's going, hold up. Who is this one? Set the trap. Shut his mouth. Ruin his testimony. Set it. Remember what it means to cause a person to go, oh my gosh, could I be wrong? Difficulties and trials, listen, will start to move you and I away from the focus of the true Christ. Straight and narrow, few be? Are you sure, Pastor? It's what the Word says. It's what the Word says. That's all I know. It's what the Word says. I "I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. They're in the trap. So John knew his calling, proved it scripturally. He saw Jesus. He gave witness that He's the Son of God. And He was used to turn many hearts back to God and to prepare the way of the coming Messiah. And the false prophets will be there to try to smooth you over to the trap. To think, Hey John, you don't have to be so riled up. You don't have to shout it so loud. John, you don't have to take all this beaten, all the people rising up against you. John, relax. There's no suffering in Jesus. He loves you, John. He's a wonderful God. John! Who wouldn't love the gospel of no suffering? Put me first in line. Who wouldn't love the gospel that we're all rich and be prosperous? Gas in your tank, chicken in the oven, children at your feet, wife. Who wouldn't love all that? It's yours, have. All you got to do is believe this. Have God said? Ye- yes, yes, He did say yes! Straight and narrow He did tell me Take up my cross Herod comes along and lays hold of John the Baptist. Mark Matthew fourteen three. Herod had laid hold of John and bound him and put him in a prison for Herod's Herodias's sake, his brother's Philip's wife. The other situation, guy was horsing around with this other woman, and John says, That's wrong. Being the man of God straight and narrow. You're not even going to see the kingdom of God without holiness. John's saying that's wrong. And Herod said, "Get John! Get him!" John's thrown in the prison. The decree comes down to have the head of John the Baptist, and he could be sitting in prison going, "But, but, I'm John the Baptist. I'm, I'm preparing the way of the Lord. I just baptized 300 people the other day. How, how can this be?" I, 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 I think I'll close my eyes and, and when I open them, the guards will be frozen asleep and the jail gate will burst open and angels will come and rescue me. What? How can this be? The thoughts that had to be racing through his head. The trap. John's going. I don't know what happened. I don't know if they come to visit him. He looked out the bars. And he saw two of his disciples, hey! Hey! And he ran over to him. Luke 7.19 John called unto him two of his disciples, sent them to Jesus, saying, Art thou he that should come, or do I look for another? The trap. John, conceived by the Holy Ghost, filled with the Spirit of God, new Time of pressure and stress. Agony, pain, self. He's going, are you the Christ? Or do I look for another? And all the false prophets are around telling you, there's another. On down the line. Someone who could have been awesome in God. Wonderful in God. Powerful speaker. Powerful, friendly person. Just loves people to death. On down the line. Stop, stop. All will be offended. All of us are going to come to that point maybe more than once. Lord, take this cup from me! And the enemy's going, yes. Oh, one more step, one more step. Nevertheless, all oh, the enemy. And they're painting this Sesame Street Gospel that I wish was true, but it's not. There is a hatred building like Mount St. Helen in our nation, fueled with hatred about your Christ, your Jesus. That any given moment, you go to Fox News and it's going to spew. And you and I are going to go on, what Why? I thought that would happen years from now. I thought that would, laws will be passed. False prophets will be out by the groves. Many of them. That's not for you. You're going to say, I don't, I don't know about this dying daily stuff. Come on. Really, Pastor? Lighten, lighten up a little bit. Dying daily? Take up your cross? Jesus said, They hated me. They'll hate you. What? Well, me? Why well, everybody loves me? But do you just to love one another? Your will in heaven. Okay. So what's the answer? Same it's always been. It's the word of God. Because your feelings, your emotions are going to be so upside down, inside out, you're going to be so undone. And this is the only thing you can trust. And the sadness is I've stuck this under people's nose. Look, look, I can't I can't get trap They shove it away. Psalmist said, Thy word have I hid in my heart. Hid, not surface where the sun comes out, it's gonna cost you your job, you'll shut up and and you go, Oh yeah, okay, okay. Trapped. Luke! As for God, his way is perfect. Perfect. The word of the Lord has been tried. It's been tried. His name was Jesus. This has been tried. You don't have to look at it and wonder how the ending's going to be. It's been tried. It's been through the fire. It's been in the grave. And it rose from the dead. It's been tried. It's victorious. It's triumphant. It's the Word of God that will keep you and expose all traps and lies that will subdue feelings. Oh! And you go, oh, Lord, thank you, thank you. Oh, that song they were singing, I, God, reigns. I'm going, oh my God, I'm so glad you reign. I'm so glad you reign. I don't have to think about this. I don't have to figure it out. I don't have to do it in my own. You reign. Yeah. Truth. It can't be any more invisible. Job said this, though he slay me, I will trust in him. I don't know. What if God wants you to die a glorious death? In front of your unsaved, godless, unmoving for 30 years family. What if God wants you to die gloriously in front of them? For the glory of God. And he'll reap the harvest of the sow, seed sown and watered by your blood. What? What? That kind of dedication will keep you from the trap. Psalms 119, 105, which is what I said, or which is the answer of everything. The Lord is a lamp unto my feet and a light. Wrong word. Under my path. It's the word. Some of those traps were very fine, thin nooses, I guess they called them. And you found the fox. Feet hardly touched the ground, and this little fin was around his neck. And the more he struggled, he killed himself. The word. What? What? Oh. All the Commando movies, all the Rambos are the Arnolds. Put them all together. They're in this jungle that's so thick you can't see nothing, but they always see the little din, 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 din. That's keeping back eight trees that are carved into spears that are going to run through you, right? That's movies. This is for real. And God is saying, look. Luke, Luke, it's a trap. Do not count on your Arnold skills, on your Rambo skills. You don't have them. We don't have them. Those are fictitious characters. I thought my dad would like Arnold. I think I got this one movie. Of course, you have to screen it with your, back then it was a voice machine. It would take all the cussing after it was we ain't Papping. I don't like him. So what do you mean you don't like him? How could he kill 59 people and no one shoots him? Because it's not true. He went through war. He's seen it. This is the truth. This will expose those thin wires. And you'll go, oh my gosh. I had no clue. This word is a lamp under my feet and a light under my path. And by the way, Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you no matter how deep No matter if you have a straw in your mouth now, and that's all that's left above the water, Jesus, just breathe. Just breathe. Don't panic. Just breathe. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. Oh, God, you reign. You reign. Forever and ever, God. You reign. So, Timothy, whoever we need, listen, this is going to be our altar call. Please, 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 please. Don't think you can handle this on your own. Don't think I mean you might have the best hunting skills in the world, but what I'm telling you, this is a different hunting season than you ever expected. This is a spiritual, supernatural, and God Oh geez, I think I forgot the last scripture. Matthew eleven six says this, listen, and blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. Blessed, happy. That person's going to cross the finish line. God saying, well done. Oh, well done. Well done. Blessed is the person. And it's only the Word of God that's going to do that. Peter, maybe the most callous, roughest, believers, boisterous, strongest, people, fishermen, rugged, are couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle it. He caved. When it's your skin, without this, as your firm foundation, Hind's feet, you will fall. I will fall. Please remember, as we continue, greater is he that is in me than he that is setting traps. Greater. Absolutely greater. In God. In God, you are an Arnold. In God, you are a Rambo. In God, you are superhuman. In God, you are supernatural. In God. Outside of God, will okay. cave. Let's stand, please. Our altar call is simply going to be this. And I would have to think what I've said about our current situation, that these are the last days... And that the traps and the scents and the odor of all that stuff in our nation that's going on, the hatred for Christ, had to witness in your life and in your heart as you live every day, day to day. You'd have to say, oh man, that's happening. Oh geez, that's going on. Here's your opportunity to come to this altar and get supernatural power supernatural batteries for those lights that you can see, that thin wire that no human can see. That the sound of this will stop in your life and in the lives of those that you love. It starts here. Asking for God. Pleading for Him. God, give me your help. Our altars are open. Please come. Get help from God.